Good morning, it's Dave. Thanks for joining us again. The show you are about to hear is part of our continuing series on the parables with Ray Borg. And we thought uh, it was appropriate to play it in the midst of this COVID season, even though we recorded it long before the uh, pandemic started. So please join us, enjoy the show, and uh, stay well. Money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I am. I've already been talking money. We have been talking money already this morning. Yes. 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 Well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the conversation. This is the show where we talk around the hard issues around money. My name's Dave Van Oppen, and I am here with Reb, my wife. And uh, we have a, a regular guest in the show with us, uh, Ray Borg from Financial Discipleship Canada. Welcome, Ray. Good to be here with you guys again. Oh, I was going to say welcome again. <laughs> for uh, we've been actually this this in this year we've been running a, a couple of series, if I can say that, kind of um, themes. Uh, and and Ray, you've been doing kind of in with us on a one theme. So um, we're going to continue on with the theme as as we go from the. Um, on and if you missed some of those shows um just go back and you can just search ray borg and i think reb you're putting ray in the title yes, all the I'm time trying to. so yeah. if if you want to go and kind of follow the theme you can just uh, hit those shows if you missed them so we haven't gone too far in the theme and we actually kind of changed it oh you're already <laughs> i i know newsflash like, to dave I, okay, on the show i know right? so yeah i know um so if you go back and listen to Ray in January, he recapped the resources from Compass Canada and right. notmine.ca. So just throwing that out there. Um, so the second show, we thought, okay, well, let's do a whole year where we dig into the parables with Ray of like the money parables. So I think we did that in February. But then Ray actually called me and said, well, uh, this isn't a parable we're talking about. Oh, oh, well. <laughs> so we're going to talk about a financial story, but not a parable. So okay. basically, we're trying to hit the finan- some of these financial stories and parables in 2020 with Ray, because he's also a pastor, mm-hmm. and um, you know we c- can get some great, great knowledge from him. But um, sure. So that's what we're doing today. We're going to talk about the widow and the two mites, mm-hmm. but you're going to tell us who sponsored the show. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and a couple things. First off, to get to those shows, morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, all of the shows are archived there, and that's with the player. So you and just on notminds.ca. And not on notminds. Yeah. I've got to include that. Notminds.ca. And, and all of those have a player. So it's literally just find the, the, the podcast on those sites and hit play, and you can listen in. Um, if you have a podcast and you're a podcaster, you're on Spotify, you're on iTunes, you're on TuneIn, you're on all kinds of whatever podcasting platform you're on, um, just search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb and let us know if you're not there. And you can reach out at morethanenough.ca to, to let us know and, and we'll 
do our best to get on that podcasting platform. So there's a, there's how you can listen to those archive shows. Today's show, as, as you've known in the past, if you've listened, we have sponsors, friends, people who, who really um, want to support the show. And of course it costs money and, and we love to, to spend the money on this. So, and we really do. I, I don't say that we love to spend the money on this so that we, uh, it's one of the highlights of Reb and, and my week is to mm-hmm. do the show and and to do it and friend brogan from empire empirical life. empirical life i was practicing that already <laughs> fred brogan from empirical life a good friend of ours fred's been on the show in in the past mm-hmm. and uh so he sponsored this show and we just thank you fred and if fred's a financial advisor so um he's one of our partners and if you've got some financial advisor type questions then reach out to fred bogan and his team at Empirical Life. Right. And we'll give the phone number and the address at the end of the show. So I we're going to just dig into it right away. The Widow with the Two Mites. So I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to read the few verses and then Ray is going to give context before and after what follows. Because what before this story and what follows the conversation after, we are realized are really important for the story of the widow with two mites. So this is from Luke 21. As Jesus looked up, this is starting verse 1, he saw, so I'm going to stop there. I'm going <laughs> to read it again because this is really important. As Jesus looked up. He saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had to live on. Okay, so, Ray, I'm going to ask you to just recap a little bit what comes before in Luke 20 before we see this vignette of her well um, we were just talking about how and when you look at Luke 20 the first few verses just before the start of chapter 21 and you know um, in the English Bibles we divide up up in chapters but in the Hebrew Bible there is no <laughs> break no in division. there <laughs> so division there so the few verses before that actually Jesus is talking to the disciples and he's just drawing their attention to be aware of the scribes. In fact, verse 46, he says, Beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, love greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at feasts, who devour widows' houses for a pretense, make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. So that's the kind of opening line as we go into the story about the might. Um, I, I think it's really a good teaching moment. He's talking to the disciples, watching about the scribes, pay attention to them, you know, who they are and their their posture of their heart. And then he, he has that teaching moment when the two mites, which Rebecca just read, and then he goes into the disciples suddenly start looking and saying, boy, how gorgeous and beautiful uh, the, t- the temple is. In verse 5, it says, then as some spoke of the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and donations. And he said, these things which you see, the days will come in which not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. And so there... Th- 
He's just had this interlude where he's pointing out this widow and her two mites and that she's given everything. And then they get caught up in the grandeur of the temple and how elaborate it is and that kind of stuff, missing the whole point of the whole thing. (laughs) And, you know, he's saying, you know what, this is immaterial. People may pour resources into this, but in short time, this will mean nothing. But what she has done will be, you know, to her credit for eternity mm-hmm. i i think i i the hypocrisy i mean we get to read it from the context of outside of this but you know sometimes when we we think of scripture and we put ourselves into the scripture you know jesus as you said ray is is pointing out the hypocrisy of, of the scribes and the pharisees mm-hmm. saying listen they devour these widows homes and yet they're in the best seats in the in the in the in the in the temple, they're meeting and greeting, they're the center of attention, and then he looks up, and there's a widow, and there's another guy, and it must have just, you know, it's one of those moments where Jesus must have went, like, I can't believe it, but look at this situation. We've got a rich guy putting money in, and we've got a widow putting money in, and of course, he has a little bit of insight. I mean, we don't know how he knows that she's giving everything that she has. I mean, that... Okay, but to put it in and go, here's the hypocrisy. I've just spoken about, watch out for for the, the outside, what happens on the outside with mm-hmm. the scribes and the Pharisees. And then after the conversation, it's what's on the outside of the temple, like all the things we can see in the temple. And Jesus is going, you know, kind of banging his head on, you know, on his going, I want you to focus on the inside. I want you to see that this widow has given everything and that she's trusting the Lord for quite literally what's going to happen next. Because as we know in, in that culture and in that time, well, what is the future of a, of a widow? And if anybody should be saving some money, it should be in a sense hoarding some money. It should be a widow because she quite literally doesn't know what's going to happen in the next, next day, the next week, the next month. Um, you know, but here it is, and, and I can't I can't imagine Jesus not banging his head on one of those walls and you know, going, Oh, you're missing it, guys. I I think what I when just listening to you guys talk about it, I'm like, you know, we always go to the teaching moments of Jesus in the parables, but really here is a life size story. Here's a life size parable, actually. Mm-hmm. He could have said you know, there once was sure. Sure. there yeah, once was a wealthy man who came into the way to go, way to work in that I, parable. Well, I, yeah. but, awesome. but I was just thinking about that. I'm like, how often? I I guess because I'm wired a little bit to see the things. Like when you're teaching, as a teacher, you're teaching a concept, mm. and then all of a sudden, it's happening right in front of mm. you. Or that has happened to me many times as a homeschooling mom. Like we'll be like okay, we're going to talk about this topic today. And literally something happens that, or we stumble upon a video or like it, it's this random thing you think is random, but it actually backs up the very thing you're teaching. And that is a neat part like that I didn't really see before. He's literally saying, okay, let's beware of the Sadducees. And he literally says they're going to devour the widows. And then here's a widow. Well, and then he, and then that's why I paused before. Mm-hmm. He looks up and mm-hmm. sees this unfolding, mm-hmm. and there's a widow, and there's a wealthy man who's giving out of his wealth, 
and she, he says, gives out of her poverty. And like, that's just really neat. But it, it is kind of, it makes you a little flummoxed, actually, because like, how could they have missed it? How, how could they have missed it? And then start talking to him about how beautiful the temple is when he's like, but it's not about the temple. Mm-hmm. It's not about the exterior. It's not about what you see. It's about what's going on. Well, it's interesting because you, it makes you wonder what values they ascribed because it says the rich put their gifts in. And in one version, it says they gave out of their surplus. And here she puts in two mites, which in, in essence was putting in all she had to live on. But the mite was the lowest denomination mm-hmm. that existed in the, the yeah. currency system at that point and made out of copper or bronze. For them, it would have been just a pound, well, big deal. So she put a couple things, you know, little mites in there, mm-hmm. missing the whole point there that she had nothing else. So she gave everything. It wasn't out of her surplus. And she had no... We don't have any understanding about what she was going off to from that point on. Mm -hmm. Um, So she gave everything. So she was reliant absolutely at that point um, for God to provide for her next meal because she had nothing. Right. Yeah. It's a whole different context um, when you put it in that kind of framework. So. So what do we, I mean, you know, fast forwarding or or practical application to us today in terms of our own money and our own money stories and and how we relate to that. Um, And, and, you know, essentially, you know, let's, let's capture what Jesus is, is trying to say, teach to his disciples, because I think for me, we don't want to miss that today. Mm -hmm. We want to, we want to, you know, capture the. What is Jesus pointing out to his disciples, and how can we actually ingest that right now and say, okay, how does that affect me, Dave, today in 2020? Well, one of the thoughts that crossed my mind as I was thinking about this yesterday is, you know, did did the rich just kind of give it spontaneously? Did they just give it out of uh, legalism? Did they just give it out of because that's just what you did all the time. You know, when the offering plate comes by, you put something in there. Or actually, I think it's you put it in the treasury. It was a box. Um, so um, what was the flow in their heart? Did they even pause to give any thought to it? Did they even – we talked about this before, I think, over the last couple of years um, with people – is um, – do we even ask the Lord and invite him into part of our dialogue? What is it you're asking me to give in this? Mm-hmm. And have we ever been tested where the Lord's saying, uh, how about you give me your last dollar? Mm-hmm. Have we even consulted the Lord and asked him of that whole process? I don't know what was in the widow's heart. Mm-hmm. Something compelled mm-hmm. her to be able to give all that she had. Nothing, not holding and we, anything and back. And we get nothing. We get yeah. nothing of the before and we get nothing no. of the after. But I was, I went and looked up like what it was to give in the temple, right? So in a church, maybe today we, they have offering plates at the back or maybe you get it handed to you on a pew and then nobody, you know, it's kind of private. Nobody's seeing what you're putting in and all of that. Well, that, from what I understand, and I'm not a biblical scholar, but they had 13 uh, chests. There was a, an, in the women's court, there was uh, a couple of the, the chests, and they were all shaped like trumpets. It had, they had that, um, 
uh, how did they say? There were 13 chests that were narrow at the mouth and wide at the bottom, shaped like trumpets. There were actually 11 treasure chests of the temple for the voluntary offerings of money. And then there was one, uh, two at the gate of Susan for the half-shekel tax, which is what they had to pay. So you would go in and put your... It would, I guess, it reminded me of an ATM. Actually, <laughs> you know, you're you're just going in and depositing your right. Well, which it, it, it's so, a little bit more demonstrative because when you put your money in, people it is magnified. It. Like well, people would actually know so, if it was two pennies, it would go tinkle, 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 and it would, you know, that would be the sound. Whereas if you put like many coins in, it and would heavier ones. Well, yeah. but what, what one of the commentaries mentioned that the trumpet, and then um, I actually had Googled that verse because I was thinking about you know don't be like the Pharisees that sound the trumpet, you know. So in I just pulled it up again. Matthew six verse two says, and it's in the context of giving. Mm-hmm. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward in full. I know we're not talking about that verse, but I just found it interesting that the the receptacle is is shaped like a trumpet. You know, and then they're saying, don't be like the hypocrites who sound, you know. So when we look at this story, there's there's a, a few pieces. So and when you're talking about wealth, Ray, you were mentioning that. Do we ever are we ever at a place where we're at the place where the widow was that we have absolutely nothing and we're surrendering everything that we have such trust that we're giving him our all? Like, you know, what does that mean? And I, when I was writing notes on it, I was asking the question, you know, do we give out of our wealth? I mean, we live in a wealthy nation. We talk about this in our seminars. Even people who live who live on ODSP or Ontario Works, if you Plug that in, and you can go here if you haven't done it, globalrichlist.com. If you plug in those numbers, even in the context of the world, we're still that those numbers for the, the poorest of Canadians is still in the top, within the top 10%, if not higher, of the world's richest people. And when the Lord says, you know, woe to you who are rich, even he does that in other places, you know, it's hard for those who are rich to enter the kingdom of God. You know, that's Canada. That That's me. We think that it's not us, but we are wealthy. In terms of what we have compared to historically what others have had, we have so much. Yes, we're up to our eyeballs in debt, but like we're wealthy. Mm-hmm. So have we, for one, ever been in her place? I don't, I have never been. There are many of you out there that maybe have or are, are on the verge. I mean, what's the stat? Some people, how many people, 50% of Canadians are $200 away from insolvency? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty mm-hmm. serious. We maintain a certain standard of living because we have access to debt. So then my other question was, well, if, if we give out of our wealth, right? Or do we give out of our credit card debt? Like, are we giving indebtedly? Like, are we saying, oh, yeah, God led me to give this, but you've put it on your credit card and you really can't pay it. You're giving, but you're not, like, there's a question. I don't have any answers. So <laughs> Rub throws the question out. Ray and I are looking at each other across the studio here going, so uh, I'm not touching that one. Are you touching that one, Ray? I'm not touching the, that one. The closer I get with the Lord and the more yeah. we do this more than enough financial coaching, the more we talk on the radio, I'm like, Lord, I know nothing. Like, I am... I am I am that wealthy person who gives out of my wealth. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't I don't want to do it to get a claim for from other people, but do I sometimes? But I think again if we look at this story and go I'm not sure 
or, or I, let's not miss the fact that Jesus is, is pointing out something. Um, it's a p- hypocrisy of the heart. Mm-hmm. He's saying, listen, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, uh, I'm in the temple. I'm warning you against the hypocrisy of the Pharisees and, and, and giving you kind of clear, defined, you can identify with examples. And then here, right in front of him, is this, this, uh, this example, example of two people who are giving. And we don't know the rich man's heart, but what we do know about it is, is that he was giving out of his wealth and a portion out of his wealth. Mm-hmm. And he may have been doing that joyfully. He may have been doing that so that, um, but, you know, Jesus' warning here is, is that when he drops those coins in the trumpet, it's going to make a big noise and he gets his reward. He, he gets his reward in full, right? And he gave out of his, his wealth. But Jesus is really, you know, looking at this, this widow and saying, and this woman gives everything. Like, this is 100%. He gave maybe 0.1%, or if he's a Canadian, 0.6% of his income. So, okay, so then my question is, and Ray, I'm going to put you on the spot. How do we give out of, how do we give our all? How, like, what does that look like? Like, does it mean like we got to go sell our house, put it all at, like, take all we have financially and give it? Like, what is... I, I would never say that. I would say, I would be asking the Lord, Father, what is it that you're asking? You mm-hmm. know, I was just reading uh, about another pastor who suddenly felt the Lord speak to him and said, I want you to tie 20%. Mm-hmm. And he knew it was a test from the Lord. And so it was like, okay. And he was a student at the time. It was like, Lord, where's the money going to come from? We're already pinched Mm -hmm. at this point. And he saw God begin to provide in supernatural ways. And so um, I think in my own life, there have been times too where I, I think I have just felt pressed by the Lord to actually be a little bit more extravagant in some situation than I have been in the past um, because I've consciously said, Lord, what is it you mm-hmm. want? You know, when somebody takes an offering, they do a whole announcement if you've been in some churches and they, you know, five-minute kind of promotional in some senses. And yet it's like, so am I giving in response to that or am I giving in response to the prompting of the Lord? And mm-hmm. asking the Lord, how much is that? And so, and then for me, it's the litmus test of my heart because I was thinking about, so what was what was in her heart? Was she trusting the Lord for provision? And were the rich people trusting their finances? Of course, right? I mean, that's the temptation, right, is, is for sure. Yeah. yeah. So for me, that's kind of like, so Father, if you're asking me to do something, am I going to be obedient? And am I going to trust you as the source? Or am I going to trust my wealth as my sense of place of security and mm-hmm. contentment? Mm-hmm. Um. It's not in the externals like this one here about, you know, how beautiful the temple is. <clears throat> We're not building that. It's a heart issue. And I think that there's a key, there's a key phrase in there that Jesus um, uh, highlights. And he, and he says, this poor widow put in more than all the others. I mean, she didn't. Right? In the natural, right? And, 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 and monetarily. And this, is, this is, I think this is in a sense, well, trying to highlight what is Jesus saying here. He, he he clearly says, well, she put in more than everybody else, but but she didn't in the natural. Like the trumpet didn't sound much for her, right? But the reality is, is that 
when when God looks at it, when, as you said, Ray, as you approach God and God says, okay, Dave, I want you to put in 100%. I want you to give 100% today. I want you to spend your time with this person that you don't really like. Um, you know, whatever it is, I want you to, to give this money. Um, whatever the Lord is asking me to do, that's putting in all more than all the others. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I, I'm just, my brain is just frantically growing and I was writing notes because I love it how God speaks to us while we're doing the show. Mm-hmm. But that, that, yes, I know. Yeah. Dave's pointing. You've only got five minutes, Reb. <laughs> um, our, our giving is not building a temple. It's a heart issue. Mm-hmm. So for those people who are listening and who are tithers, who have been mm-hmm. out of tradition, and I will say tradition because there's biblical tradition for tra- tithing, mm-hmm. and we talk about the tithe mm-hmm. all the time. My challenge to us, to you who are listening, is it about the tithe? It's not about the tithe. Mm-hmm. It's about your heart, and it's about your surrender. Mm-hmm. It's about my heart and my surrender, and am I giving my all? Am I walking daily with the Lord, asking Him, am I even willing to ask, should I be giving more than my 10%? Mm-hmm. You all may be sitting there content because you've got this nice rule, and you're like, oh, yes, I'm like I'm a giver. It's great. I got my 10 But what happens if God says, you know what? There's a lot more going on here, and I want to take you away from the tradition of tithing, and I want you into drawing you into intimate relationship with me so that if I say give five, you'll give five. If I say 15, you'll give 15. If I say, you know, if you're feeling like God wants you to sell your house and give it to somebody, my recommendation is please get godly counsel around you as well, because I will never say he's not asking you. But that's a really big give to give your house away. So... Like you do it with some counsel at those levels, because mm-hmm. like, I've heard of that happening with people, and they've given their house away, and they've done it with godly counsel around them. But I guess that's my—I think that's my big practical takeaway. If we're interested in that tradition of giving our tithe into the trumpet every week out of our wealth, maybe there's more that God is whispering to us about, mm-hmm. and it's about intimacy. It's not about tithing and i and i think you know going back to the just the previous verses in luke 20 because jesus starts that at at verse 46 by saying beware like he's giving the warning and it's beware of what's going on in your heart beware Mm -hmm. of what's going on in the the sadducees heart beware of what's going on in, in and and he's saying listen here's the example right here in front of us that we've got two people giving and i've just just told you to beware and then of course he goes on about the temple and saying listen as you you mentioned ray it's irrelevant these stones are relevant they'll be torn down they'll be uh, and and then he talks to that but i think and that just highlights what you're saying rab is is let's beware of what's really going on in our hearts um and and how we're going to trust um god at, in what he says to us and that sure that means some i feel like the lord's saying this okay it lines up with scripture there's some biblical counsel um would i advise a, somebody to give their last pennies 
Well, as a financial coach in a flesh, we would say, no, I think you better be a little smarter. But In the natural. But yeah. on, the, yeah. on, the, on the supernatural, I'm saying, if the Lord says yes, then you're giving more than everybody else in the temple and you're going to be honored for that? We mm. actually saw... I don't want to take that we blessing We actually away. saw our dear friend Ray go for 18 months where the Lord said... It, that was the difference. Do you yeah. want to summarize that? You well, have yeah. one minute. <laughs> 14 months of being obedient, walking away, and just saying, Lord, okay. And he provided as I waited on the Lord those 14 months. Right, you months. had no income. Those, no yeah. income, and the Lord provided during that time. So, mm. yeah. yeah. So if you if you need some uh, to bounce off some ideas, maybe call Ray at, or mm. go to notmine.ca and touch <laughs> yes, base and right. say, this is what I feel God's saying to me. Anyway, Father, thank you so much for this morning and the example of this beautiful story mm. um, that was alive and uh, in front of you and that you could share with us uh, as we read it today. Mm. Lord, show us what it means. Show listeners what it means for each of them personally and how we can walk more intimately with you, even in our giving. Thank you uh, for this time. Mm -hmm. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, Ray, for joining us once again. Uh, Always fun and entertaining to to (laughs) dig in and see. Again, just want to highlight, we're going to thank Fred Brogan and the team at Empirical Life. If you want to reach out to to Fred, uh, just go to empiricalgroup.ca, empiricalgroup.ca. And I'll even give the phone number at 613-634-9900. Zero zero, so six one three six three four nine nine zero zero, and join us next week when we talk money. Let's talk money is a division of more than enough financial fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.